Welcome to the Random Wellness Podcast with your host, Nicole Van Quaito, nutritionist, owner, Simply Nick, and taco enthusiast. Join me each week for all things random wellness, including intuitive nutrition, entrepreneurship, holistic living, good vibes, and a dash of woo-woo. I hope this podcast gives you a good laugh, teaches you something new, and helps you up-level your health. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy today's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Random Wellness Podcast. Today's guest is the lovely Sarah Jansel, owner of the boutique Sadie and Sari. Sarah today shares so much great information about not only starting an online business, but just business in general. So we chatted, you know, about her personal journey and, you know, taking that leap into entrepreneurship, but also you know, the ins and outs of running an e-commerce business, you know, using social media, sourcing, you know, product for your shop. So if you are a business owner or um, more specifically have an e-commerce business or thinking about starting one, then I highly recommend that you check this out. Uh, Sarah also coaches people on how to use Shopify and I personally used her when I started my e-commerce business so I can't say enough good things about her and working with her and just all the information that she shared during this episode so I hope you guys enjoy and please let me know what you think and if you want more you know discussion around business and e-commerce and all that good stuff. First question what is your favorite food? Oh my favorite food it has to be like old school ham and cheese sandwich. I will like die for a ham and cheese sandwich. It's so lame. <laughs> like yes. soft, like Wonder Bread. Like it's totally a guilty pleasure. <laughs> I remember growing up, like we'd always have like we'd toast it um, and have like shaved Black Forest ham and like full on like cut like marble cheese, like yeah. with, like mayonnaise, <laughs> like. That was a Yeah. <laughs> I I respect that. I was just talking to my husband the other day. I'm like, I just miss a classic ham sandwich. Yes. You gotta have like the crispy lettuce and the tomato. Yeah. yeah. Love it. <laughs> That's a good I like that answer. Um, what is your favorite color? Oh, uh definitely turquoise. I like okay. turquoise everything. <laughs> I feel like that's like a common answer I've had on this podcast oh, so far, which is interesting. Yeah. Uh, favorite place you've traveled? Favorite place I've traveled? I'd have to say India. I got to go there for work and I was working at the bank at that time of all places. And they yeah. had a call center that we were like helping to open there. And uh, I got to just kind of travel around for three weeks and like eat amazing food and actually had some like clothing made because go into these like amazing like wall to ceiling line fabric places and so I had a couple of dresses made because I had like four weddings or something that summer and I feel like that totally actually was like part of my inspiration for like my own clothing mm. year but it was so amazing yeah. that's so cool okay where is the next place you want to travel oh. it doesn't exist or yeah unless it's yeah. local Honestly, I feel like I'm missing like a sunny beach vacation somewhere, like just like all inclusive hair up, trash magazines. <laughs> I love that. I want to say something way more glamorous, but no. <laughs> oh, I mean, you got to do yeah. what you like. So I love yeah. that. Okay. One staple that you think everyone should have in their closet. 
Oh, that's a good one. I have very good pair of skinny jeans. Okay. <laughs> I feel like you're just posting about them too. Like, don't you have like super stretchy ones or something? Oh yeah, Can Can brand. That's the okay. best. I feel like I'm wearing some right now. Like they feel like pajamas, which is why they're my go-to. <laughs> that's amazing. Because yeah. like I'm wearing joggers because I could not sit here wearing the jeans that I have. So yes. yes. <laughs> All right. Well, maybe we can start off with you sharing a little bit about yourself and kind of the journey that's led you to where you are today. Because I also know, too, that you've made some changes, which are really exciting. So if you don't mind sharing kind of that journey, that'd be awesome. Yeah, no problem. Um, yeah, so very recently I've made some changes. <laughs> um, so, you know, um, I'm here, uh, you know, we've worked together, Nick, um, yeah. in terms of, you know, Sadie and Sarah, I know I just did like a fashion Friday for you last yes. week with your good vibes clothing, which I love, uh, and your brand. Um, so I've been running the boutique now for almost two years, which is amazing. Uh, and then, you know, earlier this year started, uh, doing some coaching, uh, for other businesses who want to get into e-commerce mm -hmm. and specifically on Shopify, cause I'm using the Shopify platform for my own business as well. Uh, and, you know, started those things while I was actually working my corporate job. Um, so by trade, uh, I'm an HR professional. I've done like 20 years in corporate and, you know, uh, my current role right now, which, uh, I'm done next week, which is crazy. Wow. Uh, yeah. Is VP of HR and operations for uh, a local tech company here, um, at Carfax. And so, you know, I've really loved it there and like worked my whole career to get into, <laughs> doing HR and working for businesses. And, you know, throughout that time, um, I've always really had a love for fashion and I mean, obviously for business and mm -hmm. just never really could figure out how to kind of bring the two of those things together. Right. Uh, you know, had a lot of different ideas about how that might come through, including like, Hey, maybe I should try to dress some of these other <laughs> female executives and CEOs, right. It's like a part-time job, especially right. when I was in Toronto, cause you had access to so many amazing stores and things like that. And it was kind of always like a bit of a daydream, I would say okay. of like, what if, um, and then as time kind of went on, it just, you know, I hear people talk about like, you either get hit by the feather or the brick. Um, and you know, it was like the little feather, kind of like the tickle in your ear, like, Hey, you know, like, what about this idea? What about this idea? Mm -hmm. And, uh, always just kind of shelved it. Like, you know, God, could I make that happen? What would people think if I leave my corporate job? Like mm -hmm. all the things that you think. And, you know, eventually, um, you know, it got kind of louder and louder. And so on a vacation a couple years ago, I decided with my husband, like, that's it. We're going to like make a go of this. I'm going to try to jump into this. And honestly, it's just been such a cool and fun journey and I've never looked back and so much so uh, especially when I started coaching other people on their own online stores mm -hmm. um, I just realized that like I had some decisions to make uh, and so you know a few weeks ago I made the decision um, to leave my corporate job and try to pursue these dreams full-time which is you know really exciting and so you know that's kind of been the quick and the dirty version of that story but so what was that defining moment like when you're on vacation? You're like, I, okay, I guess I'm like doing this because like, I get it. Like you have all like, if you have like an entrepreneurial spirit, like there's just constantly ideas running through your head almost to a fault. You're like, I can't even 
like focus on things I should be because I'm just like dreaming of these like, big ideas. So like, what was that like? It's like, did you get home and then like you just like went for it? Or like, what was that kind of nitty gritty process like? Yeah. So I feel like because my husband and I would be like, you know, either on vacation or like on a weekend, we'd be having like wine on our porch or whatever. And just sort of like daydreaming about different things that we want to do. And it would be like the same thing that would come in. Like, I'd really like to figure out how I can make like a fashion business, something like I love clothes. You know, I've been in that in and out of that industry throughout my life. Mm -hmm. And, you know, especially traveling, I just felt like there were so many beautiful things that inspired me when I went to California. You know, a lot of my things come from California. Mm -hmm. You know, I mentioned India, Mexico, like embroidery. And I'm like a real big person for colors and patterns, okay. <laughs> mixing and matching things. And so, you know, we'd been kind of having this conversation for a while. And then when we were on vacation, that's kind of like what I call the creeper time where like the thoughts, like all these big ideas, like what you're saying, they creep in on you. And, you know, cause you have time to think you're not in the nitty gritty of every day. And so, you know, I was literally on my phone, like by the pool on the beach, just like researching different things that I could do. And I finally just said to him, like, I feel like I can't get rid of these ideas, which means I just need to pick one and like move forward. And if I don't just like take action on something, even if it pans into something else, I'm probably just going to keep having this conversation, which I think eventually would be really painful right? sure. <laughs> to not, you know, pursue that. And so literally on that vacation, it was like a line in the sand, literally <laughs> it was drawn proverbially. Yeah. Uh, and I was like that, you know, we're going to get home and I'm, you know, I'm going to get a business license and I'm going to start figuring out how all of these things that I bring in, like I was shopping from uh, the U S bringing things in from California just for myself. Right. And I was like, honestly, I'm just going to start looking in my closet, the things that I love and research some of the labels and figure out how to like go to a trade show or something mm -hmm. and start researching where I can start to bring in some of these amazing things and just start offering them. And that was literally the first of the last day of that. So that's amazing. I love how like you like went right into it. Like, all right, business license. Like I know a lot of entrepreneurs yep. like start out with like kind of forgetting like even like the admission. Yeah. Like you're like, no business license. Like we're going for it. <laughs> yeah. Business license. We're going to come up with a logo, like yeah. all the things. Yeah, totally. Oh, that's great. Um, and can we also talk about too, just for people who maybe aren't familiar with your boutique, kind of like the style that you have, because it's yeah. very distinct and I love it. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So, you know, I've got a real thing, like I said, for sort of that West coast California vibe. And for me that comes out, you know, having been there and like that boho chic kind of look, uh, you know, I talked about lots of colors and patterns and like mixing and matching, but just really easy pieces. Like I mentioned, like I want to have a super cute skinny jean that's distressed and it looks really good. You could wear it with heels, but it honestly feels like pajamas. <laughs> so, you know, it's like this closet, like I just want to wear my yoga clothes or my pajamas all the time, but I actually need to look good. So <laughs> you know, I'm going to try to bring those two things together, but yeah, it's really just kind of like a boho chic, like just a fun way to have, um, you know, fun with your fashion. No, yeah, that's awesome. I know I, well, you know me with like the good vibes. So like, yes. I love, like, I think you have like that one tank top that's like, take it easy or something like yes. that. Yeah, like, just love that. Like, fun, <laughs> yeah. boho, but you also like are just so good at pairing things. Like, when you did like the fashion blogger Friday for me, I was like, 
great. Like, can you just do this for me every week? Because- <laughs> <laughs> Love to. I know I was having some fun with it because I watch hers all the time. You do a great job of like how you're like tying knots in the shirts and like wearing them with different things. And I was like, we're going to like wear this with like full leather leggings today. We're going to do something completely different. <laughs> Yes. No, I freaking love that. Um, one thing I do want to touch on too is that journey into the e-commerce space because mm. you are strictly online and you went into Shopify. So can you talk about what that was like for you? And like, just to kind of preference it for people who don't know us, like I actually hired Sarah to help me start my e-commerce side of my business on Shopify because there's so many little freaking things yeah. <laughs> to figure out. And like, if I didn't have you, I would have spent hours, mm-hmm. hours like researching blogs and watching probably YouTube tutorials. So yes, yes. Yeah. And I have so been there. So that is my story actually. So you know, when I decided to do this idea about, you know, I'm going to start this store and then it became clear, you know, it's going to be Sadie and Sari and, you know, this is what I'm going to bring in because it's what I love. And you hear that a lot from entrepreneurs where, you know, kind of their ideal clients, like maybe a version of themselves, or they just bring in things that they love and they style that for others. And so, you know, that became a bit more clear and then it was decision time. Like, well, how do I want to run this business? Is it going to be, you know, retail or online or both or what is it? And, you know, I had been doing uh, my master's uh, shortly before that. And I actually did that completely online. Like I did go to Victoria um, for uh, like stints three weeks at a time on campus, but it was a really cool executives master's program that I chose because I was actually moving across the country with my current corporate job. So I was in London. I'm from London originally. I'd been in Toronto, Vancouver, back to Toronto. Like, and so I was like, I need to just pick something that like fits that kind of a lifestyle right now. Um, and you know, I can do things if I travel and things like that. And so as I start to think about like how that worked for me, I was like, well, online's the clear choice for me uh, because I want to build something that's sort of future proof, right? That people have access to. Uh, and, you know, I want to make it easy. And as much as I want to offer that to people locally, like I want to make that available to anybody who's really interested in that. And it, there are some limitations with that, obviously, if you're just kind of going on the retail storefront route. Right. Um, so, you know, I chose, you know, to kind of go down that path and and was trying to figure out like what am I going to go with? So I researched all the sites like Squarespace, you know, Shopify, all those things that are out there, yep. and landed on Shopify because the one thing that I love that I continue to love that they really differentiate in, I believe, is like the social media space, which has been so huge for me personally in my business. Like I don't think if Instagram and Facebook weren't around, I would be as successful in reaching new people, right? Cause it's so easy to do that, you know, versus, you know, trying to find them sort of some of the old traditional ways. And so I made that decision and started to build my site and, you know, like you, Nick, like I do not have any training <laughs> formally in, you know, how to build an e-commerce online store. I've got you know, a world of education and stuff like that, but they don't teach you how to do anything like this, you know? And so I was kind of determined that I really wanted to learn it. 
And then I wanted to be able to have some creative control around that, uh, especially since I was just starting and it was really just, you know, me and, you know, my husband who might help me with some shipping. Um, But, uh, you know, I really kind of muddled through that. And just like what you said, I remember making the decision in January on vacation. I signed up for my Shopify tutorial, I think at the end of February or beginning of March, because my logo was being built at the time. And I was like, I'm going to launch this thing in like for April. And I was actually bringing in a lot of clothing for like a, you know, um, a spring sort of launch and things like that. And, you know, I couldn't believe like it just, the tool is really simple, but there are so many bells and whistles. that <laughs> It's like, where do you start? And like, how, how do you want it to look? And like, there's so many considerations when you're first starting out that you have to worry about. And so I literally found myself Googling, YouTubing, like reading every tutorial I could find. And lo and behold, I actually didn't launch my store until June. And so, you know, that was a couple of months. And I I tell this story in some of my training because I'm like, you know, the the big thing there was that like that was like two months of like lost revenue, two months of like lost time. And I think it really benefited me in the long run because I did learn a ton, but I really wish that I had found somebody and there was no one, there was no one that knew how to use Shopify. Um, And so, you know, kind of fast forward now uh, into this year and, you know, I'm working on my business and talking to a coach, uh, Jackie, who you also know. And she was like, oh my God, Sarah, like you spent all this time learning this stuff. You have all this experience you're like a Shopify expert it is COVID like businesses are trying to get online you should be sharing your knowledge with others uh and you know help them do that so much faster and I'm like literally there are like three steps someone needs to take to build that store and we can do it in like four you know to six hours (laughs) right if we want to fast track it and so you know I think that really kind of opened the door for me to kind of share that but the whole online journey was like I'm so glad I did what I did because it's clear that e-commerce is really, you know, when we talk about future-proofing the way of the future. <laughs> yeah. so. No, that's so true. It's interesting timing, like with everything. Yeah. And like, because I started like the e-commerce side of my business, not because of COVID. Like it was just a right. coincidence that like I was literally starting that process at the very beginning of it because it's when yeah. I moved on March 11th yeah (laughs) we were thinking like oh once I move in then I'm gonna start this like more seriously but yeah yeah, going back to like your point about all the things that go into an online shop it's like yeah I I personally could have probably figured it out like I had a Wix site before I figured everything out from like every little nitty-gritty detail I designed it myself but at the same time like was that worth my time like how much I guess like wasted income what I would have had if I was trying to do Shopify all on my yeah. own and like like you said it's not like a difficult platform mm-hmm. per se but it's just there's just so many little things that you don't think about it's like you almost have to go yeah. through like tab on there yeah. and look at each little detail because there's so many things that you can miss I think I like we had our sessions together and also I found something that was like oh no, like, is this important? Like, I don't even know what this button yeah. is. Like. <laughs> oh, it's the manual payment capture. I remember that actually. Yeah. Like, what does this even mean? What does this do? Yeah. <laughs> do I need to do this? Yeah. But like, what do you think about the importance of like investing in your business? Because I know as like new businesses or small businesses, it can be like really scary and overwhelming to be like, oh, like 
investing in my business, whether it's having a coach like Jackie or having someone like yourself to like coach me through my e-commerce side of the business. Um, like, yeah, I guess essentially what is and why is it important to do that? Because like, I think, yeah. it's just, I think people forget about how much money can be wasted when you don't do that. <laughs> It's so true. And like, I will fully admit like guilty because, you know, yeah. like in my sort of corporate job as an HR professional, like it is part of my job to work with people and either to coach them or mm -hmm. to provide them with, you know, somebody external who can coach them, uh, you know, and pair them up with people. And the whole point of that is to help kind of drive them forward or help upskill them or, you know, increase their potential is really the goal. And in, you know, a specific area. And, you know, I had, I've been doing that for years and for myself personally, because I'm sort of exposed to that industry, um, you know, it was kind of a no brainer to do that, but I hadn't actually done a ton of investing in myself outside of like traditional education and courses and like a ton of like my own learning, but never really specifically with a coach. And, you know, it's funny because it's almost like you need to take your own medicine sometimes, I think. And, yeah. You know, so when I was working with Jackie, uh, you know, she was a great match. Um, you know, I've worked with a few other people as well. And, you know, there's something about having a fresh set of eyes on someone who comes in, who tries to understand what your goals are that helps to really like, okay, so you're trying to get from point A to point B. That's always the goal. Mm -hmm. Like it just helps you get there so much faster. And even better if it's somebody who actually has the experience, like I use my own uh, store as an example for a lot of things. And as I'm learning things, I'm implementing them and trying them in my new store. And then I'm talking about them and training and like teaching people how to do that. But I think a coach can just really help to sort of save you a ton of pain <laughs> and a ton of time. And, you know, for example, myself, like I say this all the time, right? Like that two months that I was delayed, like when I was first starting out, um, I think my first month I made like $2,000 in sales or something like that. And had I have done that, right. And it consistently started to grow like for those two months that was like four thousand dollars that I missed out on and you know a coach would be a small part of that investment and so it is a huge win if you can get someone to basically teach you what they know like you get to like pick up where their knowledge kind of leaves off mm -hmm. and be that much better for it and you can really start to focus on like what you're trying to do and like you know other things in your business, right? Like there's so many different things that you got to think about. Uh, so I think it's just so critical, you know, if you're really humming and hawing over it, like there's usually like one of these things, it's like, how can you afford not to, right? <laughs> depending on what it is you're trying to do, but. Yeah. And like yeah. for me, my practical brain thinks of like, what's like my return on investment. And yes. it's like, okay, if I spend X amount on like a coach, whether yes. it's someone like yourself or someone like Jackie, was more kind of like that big picture you know mm -hmm. coaching it's like okay like when can I make this money back and it's crazy because anytime like I worked with like I'm just using Jackie as an example because yeah. we've been on the podcast before too so if anyone's yeah. a regular listener they'll know but um like when I've worked with her in a mastermind setting and even like one of those like quick weekend like sessions mm -hmm. it is crazy how much my sales increase in the times that I'm working with her mm. and it's like I think it also it's like that little bit of that like law of attraction you're kind of in that like mindset and you're like much more open to like receiving like money or like not even like money like even like cool collaborations and partnerships but like 
as soon as I get away from that and start getting into my own head again, it's like, I feel like I just kind of like shut things down a little bit, which is interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Like you start to, yeah, I think that's totally it, right? Like you're out there, you're thinking about, you know, different things, you're opening yourself up to new experiences. Like I feel like some of my best ideas get generated or even like I call them like the seed ideas. Like you start talking about a concept, but then after that coaching session, like I feel like I almost need time to just like let all of the ideas kind of flow at that point. And like, for sure, after I've talked to somebody, you know, there's like all these different things and I'm implementing all these new things. And it also, I think it pushes you out of your comfort zone a little bit in the sense that like you might've been thinking about an idea, but you weren't sure. But now there's also some accountability there, I think, to like, try to jump and, and to take advantage of that. But I, I completely agree. Like the return on investment can come in so many ways. Um, you know, I might not have quit my like 20 year corporate job, which was scary as heck. Had I not have been able to kind of talk to somebody about like, Hey, I'm like kind of sitting in this indecision and like, I love this thing, but I've worked really hard for this thing, you know, not kind of filling me up the way that it used to. And, you know, just sort of talking through that mentality of like, well, you know, like, what if you had all that time and all that effort to put towards this thing you love? Like, how would that change things? And it's like, it just opened your eyes up to to seeing new opportunities, I think. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, like, I feel like you're in a unique position because like you actually did or like do love <laughs> your current job that's coming to yeah. an end. You know what I mean? Whereas like, I think a lot of businesses are like, oh, like, I just got to get out of this like corporate job that I hate. So it's like, yeah. more probably like a clear cut decision. Like I need to get out of here. Whereas like, you actually had like, the benefit of being like, no, I actually do like what I'm doing, but yeah, but taking that leap and doing like, I always say it's like my baby. I think a lot of business owners are like, this is like my my child. <laughs> totally. <laughs> I like to think about this 24 seven in probably an unhealthy way. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I like what you said too about, well, like a few things that you brought up. The accountability is huge. Like. It's one thing to have a session with like someone. It's another thing to have them be like, so how's that like the thing working out that you're talking about? And you're like, you know, I guess I should probably do that. Or like the new ideas, like that whole fashion blogger Friday thing totally came out of like a session with Jackie. Mm-hmm. And then like the non-monetary like benefits connected with yeah. someone yourself. That was a connection where I was starting the whole e-commerce thing. And Jackie was like, hey, you should connect with Sarah, she is like thinking about like, you know, coaching people in this space. And I was like, sold, (laughs) (laughs) please right now. I'm so sick of doing tech things on the back end. Like, yeah, like I was ready to just like, let you just full on, just take over control of my whole website. And like, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome. So true. Like, I think, you know, there's like a theme here of like, you know, some of the like intangible benefits that you're talking about, like community. And, you know, if there's people that are thinking about an idea or they're not sure, or they're thinking about working or coach and they're not sure and things like that, like I, that's been a huge benefit. Like I think even being on this podcast today with you, because we met, you know, through that, um, you know, just meeting these people and these entrepreneurs or these folks who are doing different things and learning from them. But then they're, they're also way more willing to open up their own community. Like, Hey, you should talk to, 
you know, Joe, or you should talk to Sally or whoever, right? Or I know someone who does that. And there's those types of things that start to like open up new doors, literally, (laughs) and you know, create new connections and meet new people that you might not otherwise have met. Um, And there's so many different types of benefits for that. So I think that's huge. Yeah, no, for sure. I think people and maybe business owners just kind of get stuck on like the monetary like yeah. side of it when there's like so much more to it and also that can lead to like monetary benefits yep. you do like yep me for example I would have been probably still working on my Shopify website yeah. <laughs> it wasn't for someone being like okay no like you need to click this button and you need to like yeah. set your settings <laughs> this and I would have been like probably crying behind my desk <laughs> I feel you <laughs> that was actually me yeah. <laughs> Um, one thing I do want to talk about too, because I just find it very interesting as someone else who has an e-commerce business, what is it like, um, sourcing things for your shop, especially things from the States? Um, mm-hmm. just because that I'm assuming is like a whole other animal and like has COVID affected yeah. it at all or like, is there any challenges? Uh, it has. Yeah. In kind of a weird way. Um, so, you know, I think, um, you know, I, when I was looking for things, I was really inspired by a lot of the fashions I was bringing up. I mentioned from California and LA, um, just from like cool online boutiques that I shop from. And then, you know, I was trying to source those things actually here and, you know, went to Toronto and went to a few different places. And I was finding a lot of the Canadian distributors are actually bringing them from that place. And so, you know, I was thinking to myself, well, you know, there are some benefits to, you know, obviously working with distributors and things like that, but I think I'm actually going to pay more and like, why? Right. (laughs) And there's all these different things. And so like learning about tariff codes and how to import and export was a whole other bag of words, which honestly, if someone needs some help, that's probably another thing I could coach too. Cause like, I thought I was almost going to give up at one point. Um, but, uh, you know, I think once I kind of figured out like, oh, okay, it's actually simple. Like you only need to get certain business numbers and there's certain things with tags and like a couple things that you need to do, you know, when that became a little bit easier then like the fun part started, it was like, okay, so <laughs> you know, reach out to these companies and, you know, check it out. And like, I'm here in Canada, right. In London. And so I was thinking, gosh, am I going to, you know, take a trip down to LA and check that out. And, you know, I was fortunate. It was like, you know, kind of, as I learned one thing, it was like another thing happened. And you talk about this like momentum that happens and like law of attraction and like how you start to stumble on more and more things. And like, it's not totally a coincidence (laughs) because like you're just learning more and more about it. And, you know, there were so many really cool businesses and I happened upon this uh, really cool trade show that they do in the U S twice a year. So there's like a fall winter one and then there's a spring summer one of course they're off season because you're always buying like way ahead (laughs) for that um and so I decided you know I'm just gonna like go for this like I'm gonna go I like I just want to check it out I want to you know touch and feel the fabrics I want to like meet some of these owners I want to like see the quality because I was very concerned that you know you could buy a lot of these things online so very much like I'm a retailer and I would sell that like I'm actually buying a lot of things online from my manufacturers and wholesalers I'm working with and so you know I ended up going to this trade show and it was just like it literally blew my mind. It was like in Las Vegas, I've been three times since. Uh, and you know, it was, I can't even tell you thousands and thousands and thousands of different vendors with like pop-up shops 
warehouse essentially and all of their like beautifully decorated booths and all the things that they were styling and so it was like mad like social media and during that time and like just trying to take it all in and so I went over like a three-day period so for me the first few times was about like learning taking it in figuring out what I want who do I want to buy it from um and then you know you purchase it and you go home and you like wait for <laughs> these things to be made and like come to you so this whole process was very interesting very foreign um and so it was nice to be able to do that now with fall winter this year so i was scheduled to go to vegas again in august uh, and you know would have done all of my buying and things and so you know they were doing a lot of online trade shows so very much like what um, you know, a lot of businesses are trying to accomplish right now. Like, how do we take this like in-person event and like create an experience and like showcase and feature certain products or certain vendors and things like that. Um, but the, I've been introduced to things like these, like really cool online shopping mall experiences with like wholesalers and manufacturers and have made some connections now since I've gone. So I purchased this year everything online. I did not go. And because I think I had established some of these relationships and taken some of these risks and like seen some things, I was able to kind of trust and rely that like I can test this out and just bring some things in. And it, it actually really worked out. So I was nervous <laughs> this is like totally foreign. Uh, but now I feel like I'm fully immersed in like e-commerce and you know how that all works. Yeah. Yeah, that's so interesting. I never thought about that in terms of like the traveling to like trade shows and yes. things like that for people and yeah. not be able to like feel, I mean, like that's probably the benefit of you like going to them in the past is that you already kind of had an idea of like brands that you liked and the quality yes. of their yes. material and their garments and stuff. So I yeah, mean, that and hey, again, that investing early on is probably paid yes. off, especially. 100%. Okay, that's so interesting. What is it like being in like the fashion space? Because that's like a whole other animal, I'm assuming. Like you just mentioned, like having to shop for fall things in the summer and like yeah. vice versa, or like <laughs> like you know, planning content and like marketing is probably so much different than like yeah. selling a I don't know, like a face cream or whatever. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, it's kind of funny and like almost slightly embarrassing, but I feel like as like a kid, I'm so into fashion magazines and like I have an older sister who's about six and a half years older than me. And so, you know, she was like beyond my like fashion inspiration growing up. Like everything she had, I must have. Like I was that super irritating little sister. <laughs> like stealing her fashion mags and like trying to follow in her footsteps and you know she was really into that and so I even my mom I remember it was like it'd be like the big wardrobe changeover we would do as kids like I think this is just kind of in our blood somehow yeah, that's hilarious yeah it would be like one weekend okay we're gonna put away all the summer clothes and we're gonna put all the fall clothes and we're gonna figure out what do we need and like what does it fit and all that stuff and like donate those other things and like move forward. And so I feel like it's kind of similar <laughs> in the, in the fashion space. 
Um, but you know, one of the things about trade shows and you know, reading magazines, I still this is what's embarrassing. I still get magazines to my door like four of them that I subscribe to, but I just love it. Yeah. And, you know, YouTubing and like checking out like just inspiration. I think the biggest thing when you're in fashion or anything really mm-hmm. is feeling inspired. And you can pull, you know, inspiration from travel like I've done or you know, um, these other sort of mediums that you can use. And going to the trade show, I would say was like huge for that. Cause it was like, wow, like look at how they styled this booth, you know, and they put up all these amazing things and there's this kind of a vibe. I wonder if I could like pull in the way that they theme this fall, like into my website and like make it look kind of, you know, this way, or there's this really cool slogan that they're using and things like that. And so for me, it's all about keeping the inspiration fresh. And, you know, finding ways to bring new, fresh things to people. I mean, a fall sweater is a fall sweater is a fall sweater. But if you can bring a fall sweater with a bit of an emotion tied to that, you know, or in a really cool new print, right? So, like, let's do bright green and, you know, (laughs) beige stripes or leopard instead of, like, just beige or things like that. I feel like that keeps it fresh for people. Um, And that's kind of tied into some of the marketing and things like that. And I think that's why for for me personally, I think social media is like such an incredible avenue for those types of things because we have access to, you know, do stories or fashion Fridays or, you know, um, talk about a piece, you know, in a way that your website might not do, right? Or someone might not read or show it in a different way or style it in a different manner and things like that. Like I just did four ways to wear one dress last week. That was like my thing, right? Um, So I think just using these different things that you have access to or, or within your means can really help kind of drive some of that, you know, marketing forward. Okay. Do you have like some like high level tips for people who are running? I mean, probably like any business yeah. <laughs> or just any business in general right now. Cause everything's like on social media, but especially um, e-commerce brands like tips, whether it's specific to fashion or just really any business. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think um, there's quite a few different things. I would say for sure you want to be like showcasing your products on social media. It's always my number one thing is like, make sure you're using that to your advantage. It's a free tool and you won't spend a lot of money on that. I mean, yes, you can pay for ads and things like that and you will get benefit from that. Um, but there's, these are great ways for you to showcase products and things that don't cost you a lot of money. And quite frankly, don't take a lot of time. You can do it in your home. So I think that, you know, especially when you're first starting out, like you have to do things within your own means. And that might mean like having to be a little bit more creative (laughs) about that, uh, for sure. Um, the second thing I would say, like when I talk about inspiration is I'm always checking out, um, you know, different websites or what are certain people doing and like, oh, they did this really cool thing in their shopping cart when I shop there. And like, you become more aware, I think, as you start to get into these things. And so I'm always keeping stock, literally I have a giant whiteboard of like things that I like in my office where I'm just keeping stock of these things and thinking maybe that's something that I could implement or research for my store and you know, how would that work? Um, you know, the other thing is for sure, like talk to someone who knows, like, even if you're just thinking about, you know, investing in a coach or learning something like set up that like 20 minute meeting, like I offer 20 minute meetings to everybody mm-hmm. like, Hey, let's just talk about what your goals are. And figure out how I can help or if I can help, or maybe there's somebody else that I could like refer you to that, you know, you might want to talk to about a certain thing. And so I think it's like, talk to people about this stuff and, you know, you're going to be in like what I call 
sponge mode. Like you're just like absorbing (laughs) everything from people, um, which also leads to, again, that like expansion of your community and things that we talked about. So I think that those things are really critical. It's like, how do you get inspired? How do you like figure out like, what do you already know and how can you use that and what's free and like, what can you do that won't cost you a ton so you can make your reach a little bit bigger and then like talk to someone who's got the expertise for sure. Okay. Interesting for people like maybe it's just me, but like, I find it so hard to like, I mean, I know my business is a little unique in that everything's kind of under one umbrella, like nutrition, coaching products, my own like good vibes line, but I definitely, and I know it's probably a little bit like a confidence thing, but I find it so challenging to like, I mean, truthfully sell things like online through social media, like it's a business and that's part of the business. Um, Is that something you ever had like a hard time with or like, do you have any tips with that? Cause I, some days I'm like a lot better at it, especially if I'm like making a reel where I'm like integrating, let's say the coffee or like my stories in it. But I find that I'm like, I need to really work on that, like actually being okay with Mm -hmm. selling my products and my services. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. So yes, yes, and yes. (laughs) (laughs) Especially as someone who's been in like HR and operations, like I didn't, it's funny, like I didn't ever really have to like sell, you know, anything, but then I think about it I'm like, yeah, you did. Like you had to either sell yourself or sell an idea or try to like influence someone. So I think there's like, things that we do in our everyday that we're not aware that we're doing <laughs> because we haven't had to think about it that way. But this is where I come back to like, what, what do you know you already do that it's like a bit of a strength and like, how could you use that? Because it's unique to you and it's, it's authentically you to like help that, you know, in your business. And so I completely struggled with this when I was getting into Sadie and Sari and I was like, okay, well, I really love all this stuff. Now what? <laughs> I'm going to put it online and like hope like someone's going to like it and you know, all that stuff that you kind of go through. And, you know, I've been reading a few books. Um, there's this one book called launch. I don't know if you've read it. Oh, yes, um, yeah. 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 And so, um, you know, in that he kind of talks about how it's like, there's all these different tactics and you can, you know, read about these things and learn about them. But I think the common theme I'm finding is like, you just need to be authentic, mm-hmm. you know, be yourself. People actually want to hear from you as the business owner, like you, Nick, like yeah. talking on your podcast right now and, you know, writing about a recipe and what you liked about it or like joking about like a photo yeah. or you know, things like that, that are like just human. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, someone once told me people actually want to buy from a human, not from like, you know, an online store. And it's so true. So I think the more you can put yourself out there and just kind of talk about what you love about the product, or again, you know, if it's fashion, like how do you style it? Or if it's coffee, like what's your favorite coffee? Like, how are you, what are you making in the morning? And like, is there like a fun, you know, seasonal drink that you can make and things like that. So it just gives people, I think a flavor of like, what is possible. Like when I'm purchasing things from people, I'm starting to notice that now about myself. It's like, I'm not buying something like a lot of times, of course, I'm like, Oh, I really like this product, but there was something that kind of like triggered that. And it's usually like they've used it in an unusual way, or I really like the person who's kind of like talking about it and I can see myself in that. Right. So people want to be able to like see themselves in these versions. And so I think the more that you can be a little bit creative about that, the more that you're going to reach or 
potentially influence these people to purchase the product without having to be like super salesy. Yes. <laughs> I think there was a time when you have to ask for the business for sure. But I think there's a lot of things you can do to warm yourself up to that. Right. And like, do you think there's been like a transition with like, not just online businesses, but all businesses or maybe like small ones? Cause I, like, I don't think I see the CEO of Coca-Cola like on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> like, I feel like if I think back when I was a kid and I'm thinking mm-hmm. of like advertisements that I saw and things like that, it was very much like product, 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 like yeah. models using it, whatever. Mm-hmm. But now I feel like people, and I don't know, maybe it's because of social media, maybe you can speak to this, like they kind of expect to see like almost the owner more. Yeah. And it's like that hard in between. Cause then sometimes I personally, I see brands that aren't like huge per se. And I'm like, okay, like I never actually see their owner. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, but they're successful. And it's like that weird, like, like how much do I go on the camera? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Yeah, I think it has changed personally because I think we just have so much more access to things yeah. and like we can search things and like Google will tell you everything <laughs> like a minute, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I know exactly what you're talking about. One of the things that I've noticed about a lot of brands, even some of the ones I was talking about me just personally shopping with. And of course, I'm always being a little bit of an online stalker <laughs> trying yes. to make new brands and get new ideas. And, you know, I think um, one of the cool things is, yeah, I think the owner thing is important, especially if you're just starting out or if there's I think there's always more to be said about something. One of the things that I do in my business is like, I don't want to always be the one saying it because like, you know, as much as I might have a lot of ideas, they might be, they're just like one way of looking at things. Mm -hmm. And so I think there's a lot of power in, you know, leveraging that community that you have, for example. Uh, And there are a few influencers, which sounds super scary. Like I remember thinking, oh my God, I don't know what an influencer is. Like people make money. Like, do I want to work with them? Is it going to cost me like a thousand dollars? Like what's going to happen? I don't know. Yeah. And you know, it was a couple of months in and I remember just dropping an email to someone because I had been being an email stalker (laughs) or an Instagram stalker and was checking out different um, profiles of people who had like really high engagement. So they didn't have, you know, a hundred thousand followers or something. Right. Cause to me, I was like, as a small business that might be costly, it might be a little out of my reach right now, maybe not forever. Um, But people that had like 5,000 or, you know, a couple thousand, but they have like all these people commenting and who are really into like their content. And so I just reached out to them and was like, Hey, like, would you be willing to do a trade? Like I'll send you this really pretty kimono and like a tank top. And like, would you be willing to do like a story and a post? And much to my surprise, it was like, absolutely. Like, I'm so excited. I want to support a small brand or a local brand or things like that. And, you know, then that starts to increase the power. And so I'm always sharing. If someone puts on my outfits or something that I have, I will always reshare it. I will always repost it. I will always put it in a story. Um, you know, I work with maybe three or four influencers. So I just want to keep that kind of small, um, and more meaningful. So you're seeing the same people all the time that love the brand and things like that. There's like a consistency there, but I think I have had so much success just from having someone who's like a mom that like stays at home that has like three kids and she's like homeschooling them. And this kimono is so perfect because she can run around (laughs) and like get everything done and look super chic. And like, that's not me. Right. So this, (laughs) 
opens up a whole other like a plethora of people who are in that same thing so again they can see themselves in this version of this brand and so for me that's kind of where I've taken some of my marketing and how I've tried to do it is like okay well obviously people see themselves in a certain ideal or they know what their life circumstances are and so if we can create that or recreate that in a cool way that involves the product it's not like here's this can of pepsi <laughs> it's like cool model like yeah. buy this right you're gonna be super cool if you do it's like it's a little bit different i think right it's more lifestyle like um in my mind but yeah the whole influencer thing is like kind of crazy because it's something that i've been exploring recently and i mean i have someone who's like kind of helping me with it but like, yeah. it's just like it's first of all it's like kind of i mean personally i'm like a little intimidated sometimes to like reach out to them. i'm like totally. i mean worst case you're just gonna say no like it's really not yeah. a big deal <laughs> but then you also forget that they're human like mm -hmm. you know what I mean? like they're also human like they're not like a celebrity or even if they were they're also human too so it's like absolutely it's just funny that i just never like saw myself like reaching out to influencers when i first started this business in like 2017 mm -hmm. like even when you started like did you like really picture yourself like reaching out to influencers or like no. <laughs> not at all but i think you know when you start like getting into your craft or like your business and what you're doing you like i said i just feel like it's i always joke that like once you see something you can't unsee it yeah. <laughs> and i think that's what happens is you start you know all these ideas come in and you start working on things where you get momentum and then you start to like notice things that you didn't notice before right so if you're building a website you might start to notice what's happening with that website or how they're doing things that maybe you do or don't like or you know when i got into this with the influencers like i started to notice all these brands that i was following well they have people that are showcasing their brand that seems like kind of a good idea how the heck do i do that <laughs> right so maybe i'll just start looking at people's profiles and see you know who might be a good fit and you know maybe some of these people have a blog so like there's opportunity there maybe they'll blog about it if they like it and things like that and so i feel like it's kind of I've learned a lot as I've gone along um, about kind of what to look for, who might be a good fit and, you know, just real humans doing real things and, you know, that people can relate to. It just makes such an impact, but I did not foresee this <laughs> getting into it at all. <laughs> like I remember yeah. I started out, like posting photos of like my dog only, like that was my Instagram, like my personal yeah. account. And, like, I didn't even know how to hashtag and like, Mm -hmm. Instagram and university, whereas like now, like young kids have it. So it's like things have changed. Yes. So much. I have like a Facebook page too, but like I thought that I should like, I mean, I still think I should keep it going 100%, but it is interesting that that definitely serves like certain demographic, mm -hmm. um, but they don't engage as much. Yeah. Whereas like Instagram is like, I, as someone who like was not a social media person before, I never thought I'd be like, like folk thinking about Instagram, like every single day. Yes. Like, every day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Thank> <laughs> Blessing and a curse. <laughs> yes. It's so true. Yeah. Um, one thing I did want to kind of touch on too was, and I know because you have a business online and you also enjoy traveling, like what are some of your goals with your business in terms of like kind of creating that life that you want, you know, cause mm -hmm. really 
you could go to an all-inclusive resort and probably figure out a way to keep your business running, whether it's someone fulfilling something for you when you're gone or like whatever it may be. So like, what is that kind of goal for you? Or maybe you're already doing that. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. So that was absolutely a goal. Cause when I started doing this, like the key was flexibility. So, you know, at that time it was more about like work and school and like, how do I work this around some of those things, you know, that I want to do in my life. And you know, can I be anywhere in the world and, and do this? And so, you know, that was really important to me. And, you know, when I was kind of done those things, of course, I was still working at my day job. Um, you know, we do go away a couple times a year usually. And, you know, we were away in like Dominican and like January this year, I was in Costa Rica mm -hmm. and I was like, gosh, like I brought some of these kimonos, I'm going to shoot them and like, just post them in my story. And like, I was selling a few of them as I was doing that. And, you know, so I was able to call home of course had, you know, thank goodness my mom-in-law is so right. awesome and like knows retail and would help out. Uh, so her and, you know, my father-in-law would come over and like pack up the items and ship them out for me to customers while I was away. Um, so it was so great because I was actually literally on my phone with the Shopify app, like interacting, like selling to customers and like, you know, emailing them back and forth and things were just kind of going seamlessly. So I love that. I think as, as I'm trying to expand the boutique, um, you know, I'm actually in conversation with potentially bringing someone on. Cause I just feel like I could really use some help around organization. Um, you know, I'm organized, but like things like that, where I can have somebody helping with some of the finer details and things so I can be focusing on some of the more creative stuff. Um, I think will help me to expand that and then rely on somebody that I can trust again, who can help me as I'm kind of you know, doing other things, whether it's in the country or it's not. Um, but I think that flexibility is key. And for sure, having an online business, especially on Shopify is so integrated with all those things that you can do that from literally anywhere, which is nice. So, um, you know, I'm excited to see where that's going to take me now that I won't have a day job and, you know, what else, you know, might come up through that. But I think it's really important. Yeah. I think a lot of people get into this mentality with like business that like you have to be working mm -hmm. hours and it's like a, something that comes up on this podcast or like with other yes. business owners I talk to all the time um but like really like not every business really? is also structured the same like I yeah. think about like no like my dad can't like <laughs> leave his farm like during harvest and like mm -hmm. you know just be like oh yeah like bye like I'm just not gonna work but like businesses nowadays like there's so many options to run it and also like live the life yeah. that you want now like in terms of like mindset like was that always the case like from day one like you're like yeah I'm gonna like set boundaries and like have this or was it like challenging for you coming from corporate to be like no like I'm not gonna like follow like the nine to five yeah <laughs> Yeah, it's interesting because I think what's probably what drove it is the fact that my day job was so ingrained in that like nine to five mentality. And, you know, there was no getting away from that. <laughs> and so, you know, yes, is there flexibility? Absolutely. Like we talk about work life balance from a corporate perspective, okay. but that looks a little bit different. There's still a nine to five mentality there, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, um, for me, it was 
kind of like, how do I find something that's going to be flexible enough to work around that? So I can decide, you know, if this dream is like going to take off or if I can do this, you know, in my spare time or, you know, throw a pop-up shop on the weekend or things like that. And so for me, it was like almost because of that, I found this other thing. And then as I started to work with that and like, you know, when I'm on vacation and I'm doing these things, it's like these little light bulbs go off and you're like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> this is kind of nice, sure. right? There are my trash mags over in the corner and like, you know, I'm going to sit here in the sun and like enjoy myself for a bit and I'm still running my business. Like, yes, there's still some availability and some things. And it depends on, of course, what you do and like when you need to be available and things like that. But there is a lot of flexibility in this. And I think it made me appreciate that more because I'm very much like, it's going to take me a while to like unbrainwash myself from corporate. Like, yeah. like I am available and it is this time and we do do these things. And it's like, I don't really need to do that. Like I might actually be able to incorporate some other things that I love in my life a little bit more and do those things on my time. Yes. I want to earn money and, and do all those things. That's why we get in business, but there are other things as I get older, that are more important to me. And so if I can work those things around something I love to do, then, I mean, that's like, that's everyone's dream. right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So last question. What is one tip? It doesn't have to be like your top tip ever, but like one tip for people who are starting out in an online business. Mm -hmm. Yeah. My one tip, I honestly, I think if you're starting out an online business, um, definitely I would go with a coach. <laughs> <laughs> Having learned this myself <laughs> and you know, I don't want to discourage anyone. Yes. Can you do it? 100%. You don't need to be an expert. You don't need to know everything about it. You will learn. And when you jump into something new, you learn so quickly. The question is how quickly and how painfully do you want that process to be? And I think for a lot of people, what I'm seeing is they're wanting to start new businesses. It's kind of like everything else in life where we want it faster, easier, you know, more convenient. Like there's some aspects to these things we want to do. And if it doesn't have some of those aspects. It's kind of like, Oh, should I really be doing this? Like, you know, and the little voice in your head <laughs> starts to ask you if you're making the right decision and like all those things you need to like tell it to be quiet and hire a coach at that point. Because I think that's one of the biggest things that really helped me. It's like, you don't want to be discouraged. Like you really just want to be enjoying the process and learning from that. And yeah, you know, of course you're going to, some lessons are painful, <laughs> but you know, if you can limit how much of that you're doing and how much of your time you're spending on, like trying to learn one thing when there's so many other things that you probably need to be thinking about, it will just alleviate so much frustration and like make you go so much faster and it'll be so much smoother and you'll be better for it. I think in the long run, honestly, if you had asked me that a year ago, I might've given you a different answer, but I think that makes a ton of sense. As someone who's yeah. fresh into like the e-commerce side, I would also recommend that as like, yeah. <laughs> also like try to do everything themselves in the past. 100%. Like, yeah, no. Well, Thank you so, so much for joining me today and sharing your story and all these amazing tips because I actually think there was like a lot of good tangible things in our discussion that like people who are maybe already have a business or like kind of thinking about it can take away and get started. So yeah, I 
just yeah. want to say thank you for joining me. It was so much fun. Oh, thank you for having me. This is so fun. I loved it. I'm excited. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. And don't forget to join the conversation over on socials at Simply Nick Nutrition and online at simplynicknutrition.com.